Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. of the Blues, Chris Kerber, on Mondays, but yesterday we were taking off for your and our uh, New Year's holiday, so we're getting, we get a chance to talk to Kerbs on Tuesday. He's on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line right now. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Guys, I'm doing great. How are you today? Everything is terrific. Are you all thawed out after being in Minnesota for the Winter Classic? I am. Well, what a, what a great experience. It was awesome. Uh, we actually, we were originally supposed to broadcast right down near the ice, but we ended up uh, moving inside. Uh, it was a great call by the league. The league called me up, and these guys are so good. Uh, they do. They say, hey, we're really concerned about whether or not we're going to get some of that equipment to work down there. I said, equipment? What about the humans? <laughs> so we, uh, <laughs> and actually, we ended up with a great spot just inside that Delta Club area, Target Field. It was, it was perfect. It, it was it was. Great view of the ice, and we were we were saved from the elements. Well, Curbs, the radio product sounded amazing. It looked spectacular on TV. Can you take us behind the scenes, though? What's something that you saw at the Winter Classic that you don't think maybe the average fan got to experience from the broadcast? Uh, you know what? The, the, the fans there were just amazing, Blues fans and Minnesota fans alike. You really wondered – especially if you followed some of the secondary market, if you were going to see many empty seats and, and you really didn't see many empty seats. And, and not only that, but I mean, they were dancing in the stands, having a great time going in and out all night long. I mean, honestly, you would have thought it was just a, you know, a 45 degree day, uh, except for people who are just a little thicker with snowsuits on. I mean, that was it. It was, it was really something really cool. It was one of those kind of things. You know, I know there, there are those that say, hey, there's no way I'd ever go see something like that if it's going to be that cold. Well, you'd miss out something really special because it if you were there or you were part of it, man, it was like camaraderie with people that were willing to brave the cold because they couldn't wait to see that game. And it was it was pretty awesome to see. And it was pretty awesome to see how the Blues took charge. Uh, obviously, the one we saw here, the Blues were able to take charge in the third period. But to win under those circumstances – in that team's building, the way the Blues won, that was an impressive victory. I kind of, I, honest to God, Randy, when, when we're sitting on the bus waiting to go from the uh, hotel to the rink, and I started seeing the guys come walking out in beach gear, <laughs> and, and Marco Scandella comes out with a shirt completely open and a cooler with the top of a pineapple in it, I'm like, all right. Minnesota's going to have a hard time winning this game. And, and, and look, I, I mean, just, just from a pure hockey standpoint, I know Minnesota is a good team, and, and they because they play as a team. And we saw we've seen over the last few years what playing as a team means. But what we've also seen the Blues do recently is play as a team, and and also the Blues are deeper. I mean, they're just a deeper team. So you, you, the fact that they just played a very simple game. 
put it into the corners, go at it, um, eventually led to success. I, the Blues were built to win that game against Minnesota, to be honest with you. And it curbs a big night for Jordan Cairo, a historic night for Jordan Cairo. And it was great to see him be on that national stage and get a national audience, a sense of what Jordan Cairo is capable of. Randy and Andrew and I were talking about this in the break, and I want you to fill in the blank for us. Jordan Cairo is the most exciting young talent the Blues have had since blank. We don't know if it's Tarasenko, if it's Oshie, but when's the last time you were this excited about a young talent that the Blues had? Yeah, I think, I mean, Simply put, I think you'd have to look at at, at Tarasenko, Oshi, and, and, and even and even Schwartz uh, for that matter. But I, I think from a playmaking standpoint, I, I was trying to I was trying to just kind of put this into perspective, and, and I'm not sure, man, with his vision and his ability to do it at the speed at, at the speed he does, and like even in that game, the, the patience that he had to make a couple of those passes. You know, very different player, but it just reminded me of Pierre Turgeon setting up Scotty Young. You know, some some of those uh, plays back in the early 2000s when Scotty Young was a was a 40 goal scorer for this team. Um, I, I think he has the chance to be that first uh, 80 point player the Blues have had since Pavel Dimitra scored 93. So I maybe maybe the most exciting offensive player all around with the speed he could put on there since we since Pavel Dimitra. And Curbs, now we get a chance to see him at home after the game against Pittsburgh on Wednesday night. The Blues will start a five-game homestand. They've been excellent on home ice so far this year. And nobody's losing here. You see Nashville, and nobody expected Nashville to be where they are. Minnesota's going to be good. Colorado is going to be there at the end. So the Blues are in a position where you just can't give up games. You've got to get points out of pretty much every game. Yeah, no, nobody's in a position, and that's one of the real grinds of the National Hockey League. That's one of the real grinds right now of the, of the National Hockey League, guys, is, is that if you lose a couple in a row, you feel like the whole world's coming down. Yeah. It's the mental pressure as much as anything else. And, yeah, so, I, listen, they, they put themselves in a good spot. I think the way you have to look at the standings is you've got to look at where that number two wild card spot is. And right now, you know, the person sitting – I forget the team sitting out of it, but – uh, whether it be, uh, I think, uh, well, Winnipeg is, what, seven points out, eight points out. It, it's that type of thing that you have to look at because you could easily look with the games in hand for Colorado because, remember, if they get somebody hurt, they never have to play a game. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you, you look at where Colorado is in the standings and, and the games in hand and you look at Dallas and the games in hand there, you know, this thing's going to close up a little bit if, if those teams win those games in hand. And so you could easily go from, say, first or second in the division to the second wild card. So to me, you have to look at how far you are ahead of the teams outside of the wild card right now, and that gives you a little more comfort. I think, honestly, Randy, I think the Blues have done about as well as could be expected and as well as they could have done right now. And that stat that I gave you guys a couple weeks ago, it still rings true. It's crazy. 34 games played, and you have every single one of the games, all of them at some point in time have been a one-goal game in the third period is the easy way to look at that. Or they've had the leader been tied in 31 of the 34. I mean, it's they have been in every single game, no matter if it's been a 4-3 kind of game or a 2-1 kind of game. It's, it's a phenomenal uh, stat that just shows you how competitive this team is. 
that it is an incredible stat, Curbs. It really is. And I want to give you credit for something else, too, because um, in the offseason when we were talking about Vladimir Tarasenko, you, I remember, kept telling us, I think he's going to play for the Blues and he's going to be productive and everything's going to be fine. And you were incredibly correct. And not only has Vladdy been great on the ice, but it just seems like he's really enjoying himself and enjoying playing with his teammates. He's embracing the Blues fans like he always did. He's taking selfies on the ice at the Winter Classic. You would have never known that the offseason drama existed the way that it did with the way Vladimir Tarasenko has been playing and contributing to this team. You know, the one thing we never really knew, though, and, and to, to be honest with you, I haven't had a conversation with him uh, to be able to ask this, but, you know, the, the one thing that we still don't know and didn't know then is, aside from some of the medical stuff that he brought up, okay, what, what, is, what was really behind it? Now, I'm sure Doug Armstrong may have known and, and, and that kind of thing, but, um, you know, the, the public didn't know. We, we don't really know what's going on in, in a player's head and all that. You just look at what's happening right now. The team handled it well at the beginning. He handled it well at the beginning. The players understand, look, that, that kind of stuff happens. They, they don't care. They just want to play hockey and, and, and be out there. And then the fact that Pavel Buchnevich has come in and done what he's done, the fact that Ivan Barbashev has been a, a key contributor, Clint Costin's up here. Vladimir told us in an interview a couple of weeks ago that it's been great that for the first time in his career, there's some other Russians to, to play with uh, like this and, and, and at this level. And, and I think that's made a really big difference for him. Now you put that along with the fact that this team is winning, that this team is playing well. And I don't know that there's another team he could go to where he could play with countrymen like he's playing. And, and I don't think that there's a chance to win and put those combinations together. So I don't know where the situation is, how much it's calmed down, what, what the request or stuff still might be, but it does look like he's enjoying himself and having fun, and good for him. Listen, you, you miss that much time and have to deal with three surgeries over two and a half years. Man, that, that, is, that is so difficult for any person, much less an athlete who's used to going out there and doing what they want to do. So I think it's a positive. So far, it's ringing out like we, we thought it might. We'll see if it still plays out that way, but you know, with this year and next year left on that contract, it still just made sense from all aspects of it that uh, he'd be with this team for at least the majority of this year, if not all of it. Curbs, great stuff as always. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Have a great week.